I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast where myself, comedian, writer, Dane Baptiste, and my producer friend, Howard Cohen, a.k.a. The Hizzer. Hello! And a mix of very special guests post the questions that need to be asked. We are talking philosophy to psychology to meteorology. It's all. Oh, I love it. Those are some good subjects. It's uh, humid. It is very humid. Right now. It's quite unpleasant. I'm not feeling it. You, you complain about your smell. I feel like my closeness of the weather mm. as people outside of london say it's close mm. that humidity combined with the body heat of my fellow commuters has not contributed positively to my body odor i can smell about six other people on me that's Do you not know what I mean? that's not we, we need to talk about it we need to talk mm. about this like yeah. vegans you derive a lot of esteem from the fact that you don't consume animal flesh let me be the first to tell you you're inhaling human skin mm. and feces every yeah. time you get on public transport yeah so we, we we pose all the questions but we pose all the questions such as those and uh, the main question is are you guys enjoying yourself thanks so much for listening to the podcast if you like the show please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes and tell your friends ask them a question that they heard the show what's wrong with them keep it going yeah. I uh, just spoke to a fan on the way here oh, a really? lovely gentleman called Habib with his uh, significant other uh, Lucy nice. so thank you for your support guys I hope you listen and uh, hope I see you at gig very soon with that in mind uh, focusing on the positivity on today's show our guest is a British Lebanese comedian she has reached the finals of the Funny Women Awards So You Think You're Funny and the BBC New Comedy Award she has also been a finalist for Asian Woman of the Year she's taken her debut crusade to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this year and she was the first female comedian to perform at the Dubai Opera House it's the magnificent Esther Manito. Ah, hello. Hello, baby. How you doing? Hi, Esther. Good. How are you? Chilling. Sweaty. Chilling and yeah, smelling a bit. I can't smell you. I'm trying to keep the distance. If you, if I smell a bit, I can take that. I know it's an awkward conversation to have with people. You just want us to be aware that you know. I know. Yeah. And and the thing is, as long as I know, which means if you're like, oh, then you smell a bit tart today, then I'll be like, yeah, I'm sorry. Not at right. maximum freshness. It's Max- not terrible. <laughs> it's definitely not terrible. I can't smell anything. You know when you're sitting near someone and you, you can smell them from a distance. That's it's but not. I that. have a theory that fresh sweat doesn't really smell. It doesn't. Right. It's actually it's the bacteria that, that feeds yeah, on the dry sweat that causes it's the body odor. Old sweat. It's when yeah. somebody sweats in a t-shirt and then puts it on again the next day. Those mm. are the people that smell. I've been in relationships with people who don't bathe before they go to work or shower before they go what? to work. I, I tend like, to do mine what? in the evenings. But, but then what? That wakes you up though. I've been in relationships with people who don't think it's important to bathe or shower before leaving for work. And you said you're more of an evening person. I'm an evening shower guy. I'm but that sure. wakes you up. That it wakes I, you up, number yeah, one. It yeah. freshens you, number two, from the <laughs> night before. And also, I mean, if you're sharing a bed with somebody, it's probably a good <laughs> idea for you to shower. So it's such an issue that when I used to Twice have a shower. A day. I think so, minimal. And then 
To make Dame Baptiste even showers worse, twice a day. I have to all the time, every time. If I feel very uncomfortable in a shower, to the but to the point whereby I've stayed at people's houses and their housemates have given me a hard time for having a shower in the morning. Wow. I wash my hands ten times a day. Yeah, you've got a bit of a thing about that. Yeah, I like washing my hands. He wouldn't share a piece of cake with me because my (laughs) dirty hands would touch the cake that he would then eat. It was a a bit kind of handsy. And you'd just be like, what about your forearms, Mr. One Shower a Day? And then, so he was like, I don't, because especially, you know, I don't want your children's feculence all smeared all over the cake. He actually made me feel so repulsive that I didn't even want to eat the cake. Yeah, and you then questioned yourself, which potentially is a good thing. What kind of cake was this? And I've now started bleaching my hands. That, all that over carrot cake piece of carrot cake the most yeah. the most misleading of the cakes the paradoxical cake <laughs> I the cake could be conv- cake. I do too but it's a real paradox like how come you don't get tomato cake mm. you know well, you do or tomato pie you? probably tomato do pie. get tomato cake you don't <laughs> get tomato <laughs> pie just sounds like the worst or tomato part. cheesecake even though it's a fruit but then carrot gets its own cake the fuck yeah it's not actually got you carrot get, in um, it no? carrot cake, cake hasn't got carrot in it really yeah it does Have you of course it does yeah but it ain't you can't taste the carrot but how but can you just, how can you call yeah. it carrot cake if it didn't have carrot in it? It's just just a joke. Just as a joke. It's so, just a bit so of fun. So someone isn't made it? a cake and was like, "I know the biggest yeah. joke here will be there is absolutely no carrot." Which in makes it. no sense because everyone's been like, "Well, I don't want a fucking carrot cake, mate." Yeah, but yeah. why would you want carrot in a cake? Because you're poor and there's nothing else to put in a cake. Cherries are it hard has... to come by in the war, I imagine. Cherries <laughs> are come by in the war. <laughs> also, there was a, that was a time when um, okay, there was a time when fruits were, was... fruits were seasonal. Before we had the you know Monsanto and stuff, fruits would have been seasonal. So there'd been a time of the year where you didn't have gooseberries and cherries and all the other berries. Mind you, gooseberries are way more tart than a carrot. So a carrot, I think, is sweeter than a gooseberry. Interesting. Carrot juice, I drink more than gooseberry juice. I'd oh, also I eat more of a <laughs> I'm so carrot so... cake. This than is I very would. very middle kind of aged. <laughs> Podcast all of a sudden when we're comparing the fruit that we like. Well, I'm sorry we can't talk about crack like you'd like and to. All we're discussing and complaining about is my shower routine and my knowledge of cake. These are the ways to get through life. Well, okay. it does have carrots in it because well, I've made enough carrot cakes today. It has got carrot in it, exactly. And Just also, smelling nice and having something nice to eat is always going to make for a good date. Fact. Right? Fact. If you eat right. well and your senses aren't offended by someone's odour... Good day at the office, yeah. I say. Okay. The office yeah. of love and romance, that is. You're not going to do well if you smell on a date. I don't think so. Howard. I'm already married, so. Oh, oh so you can just let yourself go? Because, <laughs> you know, I feel like stinking, it's... This stinking... podcast turned on me this episode. Just saying, Howard. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. I'm... <laughs> I'm just saying, stinking does come under the umbrella of irre- irreconcilable differences. Mm. Just something to keep in mind. Anyway, it's time for a question. It's the whole basis of the podcast, Dane. Tis. Without the questions, what are we? People, a bunch of people chatting like an adult slumber party, like with most. Yeah, uh, that's just every other podcast. Well, yeah, we exactly. have questions. We have questions. So Esther, chat. Huh? you get to start, Esther, with with your question. Then it's my turn. Then it's Dane's turn. As, as is traditional. our most esteemed guest, you can ask mm. whatever question you want. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. sure? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any question? I mean, because it might just be. As long as I, I'd advise you to keep it as an open-ended question. Yeah. Okay. It's not like how much milk can you get in a. So in a you pie? don't want specifics, no. right? Well, you can be specific. Okay. But what, you, okay. All right. Just go first. Right. Believe in yourself. Okay. Esther, believe in yourself. What do you think about the normalisation of plastic surgery at the moment? Ooh, Ooh. interesting. Ooh. Because I've just noticed that it's increasing more and more. It's becoming something which you just see every day, and also we're seeing a lot more of on TV, especially things like boob jobs and lip jobs. Um, and I think because Love Island's 
on at the moment. I don't, I'm not watching it. But <gasps> looking at the girls that are in there, just the amount of young women that have had stuff done and at a younger and younger age. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that then? Uh, I think a lot of things about it. I'm sure Dane does too. First question you should ask maybe here is... Um, have if, you had any? You, have you had any? Surgery. Obviously... Howard? No. Is oh, clearly... really? I'm quite surprised by that. <laughs> I had my Peck elbows implants. done. I had these elbows, <laughs> these bad boys put in just to really be able to make a <laughs> stance. Old put the hair, hair the old elbow tox. <laughs> elbow tox. Right? Elbow tox. Yeah. No, I didn't, I've, I've never had anything done and I would never have anything done to my body i think it is disgusting from top to bottom yeah i uh, accept it as that and have generally no vanity uh especially now i'm married and right well and, yeah i mean you don't even i wash, mean i so, keep I mean, telling you this yeah. like just because you're married you yeah. can't just let yourself go stop washing go. I, was like, I was on the cross train surgery this i don't even clean for it. i was on the cross train this morning and i, I did yoga that's keeping fit i don't know why the image of you on a cross trainer really makes me chuckle <laughs> I have a headband. Did you? <laughs> I've got a white headband. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So break, I break instantly imagined you in full like yeah. leotard. So is that all... mainly cardio then? Yeah. And let... some 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 stretching. And I'll let the yoga. listeners know that seven thirty every morning of your weekday. Just every every time you look at it, it's seven thirty. Just know that I'm on that cross train <laughs> in my shed. In, in a in your shed. In my shed. You use a cross trainer and you don't bathe in the morning. I am, this is, that would I am be a detective. fresh. Yeah, good. We really put that detective, one together. You put those together yeah, quite quickly. Yeah, 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 I like the fact you've got a little shed that you've got your cross trainer it's in. Very, I'm very happy in that shed. The I cat like, looks at me going... Ooh. What else have you got in your shed? Just the cross trainer? Uh, chained up victims? A shelving, <laughs> a shelving unit I don't use anymore. It's boring. Boring. Mm, no, oh, it's, not, it's not boring. Well, the shelving unit wasn't good. Anyway, I don't need plastic <laughs> surgery because I am this slightly flabby but... Perfectly formed, but why do you man. feel that there's never been any pressure on you to have plus? Because I look so. like a joke. I look like fucking, you know, Sue Perkins' little nephew. Like I don't look like, you know. True. I mean, this podcast is not opposed to Sue Perkins. <laughs> no, I love her, Sue Perkins or her, or her family's uh, but most you do look defining like characteristics. But now you've true. said it, now I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, I am very happy true. to have a, a physical resemblance to Sue Perkins. She's a beautiful, wonderful, talented woman. She's true, true. I would say in this world of vanity, in terms of what men are, enti- uh, are suggested to look like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever plastic surgery I'm going to have, it ain't going to change me. It's not going to turn me into fucking Mark Wright, you know? So I'm out. On the What about you, Dane? You ever thought of having any plastic <laughs> surgery? I'm out. I'm out. Thanks for having a good night. Right. Literally three. Uh, have I thought? Yeah, I've thought about it. What would you have? But that's what I mean. Where would it, what? Probably not like plastic surgery. But what do men have, really? Men, well, I know that mm. there was a guy who was working for one of the gossip magazines who was in Big, Celebrity Big Brother, and he'd had implants for Pet abdominal, implants. Yeah, no, uh, abdominal implants. Oh, so he basically had uh, six pack implants. Uh, some men, I guess, I get get oh. pectoral implants. Some oh. people get that. Uh, I guess would a hair transplant count as it? Are we I guess, doing, yeah. We're doing cosmetic surgery more than yeah. plastic surgery, right? Yeah, mm. cosmetic yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I guess maybe that's probably been the one I may have considered is a hair transplant. Hair transplant. Yeah. Esther looks confused. Yeah. And I feel there's, some, I think it there's going to be some, there's going to be some, um, which is like myself as well. It just freaks me out when you think about it. I think it freaks it. me out because with hair transplant, you have the little circles, don't you? I've with seen when people, hair, people, when people have it, it just it, looks it, a bit, it looks, it looks like, like if someone, there's like about thousands of like micro scabs on your head. Yeah. yeah. In, Genuinely, you know, Dane, I mean. you're bringing this up. There's a bloke who works at the Pronto print near where I, he's probably never going to listen to this show unless I tell him to. 
And <laughs> Listen to the show. Because I'm going to talk about how much I fucking well, was. Dist- I couldn't even look at him because he had his weird pattern thing on his head. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, I've like, got texture issues. Can I just get I ten just, copies of this, please? I've got real oh, textures. You, yeah. texture he probably issues. should tell him to listen and then play on his vanity and be like, all the cool people that look good are listening to it, mm. and knowing that he has a vanity complex, yeah, then he's more likely to listen. Um, so I, the, 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 I say I'd get it, but then. That's the thing I think to myself. But then if you begin down this road of being able to alter these things, then when does it stop? And exactly. then you have a complex where you can always alter stuff. And before you know it, then you're Jocelyn Wildstein. Mm. Who's that? Yeah. So she is uh, an heiress who has spent... Oh, the cat of... woman. Yes. 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 That's but exactly. don't you think that's where... Because I've got this theory that everyone essentially is... I think I, I see a lot of young girls and they're having a lot of like the lip work. Yeah. Um and they're young. They're really mm. young to be having stuff done to their faces. And essentially, it's just to all look like Kim Kardashian. What but is, Kim Kardashian is, is now starting to res- look almost quite feline yeah. and a little bit like Michael Jackson. So it's kind of like she's gone through the uber glamorous phase and now the toll of so much which will, is which will happen, Which will happen in, in the end. And, so this is the, and this is the thing, so far as like uh, cosmetic surgery, and this is, I guess, my issue with it, is that, I mean, I don't want to criticise people because I'm aware. Because when you think about it, like you're saying the rise in cosmetic surgery, which seems to also be going uh, in the, a positive correlation between that and the rise in issues of mental health and body positivity. And I guess it's yeah. where you're seeing this now counter uh, movement of people trying to encourage embracing yeah. your appearance and your curves and stuff. And even though people think it's being overly not... liberal, uber liberal, it's actually, there may be a reason for that. And even I've even theorised, as you're saying, that like, this new prevalence of, you know, especially younger people uh, expressing themselves or as uh, being non-binary or gender fluid, I theoretically, maybe you can't blame them because if they are having it suggested to them, especially on social media, which has no regulation whatsoever, of all these unattainable images of masculinity or femininity, yeah. where it's like you're a millionaire who works in a boardroom, but you've also got like an impossible like superhero body and you can't really do both. And there's yeah. also no caveat when you're seeing these images like this person's had complex surgery, this person has used steroids, this person is rich and has inherited their wealth and therefore they can afford a personal trainer. These, so when people are not given this context when they see these images. And if these images are all you've had to grow up on without a frame of reference, it does not surprise me that people have gotten to the point now where they're like, well, I can't necessarily be a man or a woman because yeah. what's supposed to be a man or a woman now? How the fuck am I supposed to be like that? So yeah. maybe your people want to rebel by being like, I don't consider myself to be either because these hyper-masculine and hyper-feminine images that people are being bombarded with. And they are, yeah, they are. They're, they're almost like cartoonish, Love Island they? is basically, it's like, so if you took a bunch of strippers and Chippendales and put them in a room and wanted yeah. to know what they were talking about, <laughs> that's what Love Island is. Love Island, it's like, it's like porn with just a dialogue. <laughs> if you change the ratio of dialogue to <laughs> sex in porn, yeah, that's, that's what Love true. Island is. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of fucking... But loads of talking. But there's no kind of realistic image in it. I just feel like everything, don't you feel like we're always in like one extreme or the other? So it's either somebody who's really big going, I represent being body positive yeah. or people that are really malnourished with loads of plastic surgery going, we're the opposite end of the scale. And you're like, no, hang on. Can we just have a bit of cellulite, eat normally yeah. and just what accept the kind of normality? Interesting term you use because I never, you, you didn't even hear the word cellulite until the turn of the century. Yeah. Mm. No one cared about it. There was no, when you were going mm. to school, you never heard that word before. Yeah. No one That's used true. the word cellulite. It was only with the prevalence of glamour magazines 
Yeah. So in the same way, when you start seeing like the lads magazines, like the Nuts and the Zoo and the Loaded and all, and FHM and all the table, the coffee, the coffee table porn, then the rise in terms of targeting a more, I guess, feminine demographic would be like the OKs and the Hellos and the Glamour yeah. and like the weekly magazines. And it's only when these magazines appeared did we start seeing stuff like hearing words like yeah. cellulite. Mm. People never used to discuss that before. But liposuction. You- Liposuction. Maybe I'd have liposuction. I was about to say because because I I definitely think I'm gonna I'm gonna make a claim that's based on nothing, right? Yeah. And we'll try and back this up with some stats. Yeah. Not now. Cool. In my private time. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Is uh, I reckon the cross trainer the <laughs> amount of people in the UK who have plastic surgery. I reckon eight seven to eight out of ten of them are women and not men. Yeah, that's probably. a guess. I'm gonna. You reckon yeah. that's? I reckon that's I probably so. true. And then what makes me fascinated by that is I think there's an element of plastic surgery for the female populist I can understand. And I'm aware, <laughs> Esther, you're the only woman in the room, so I'm going to have to reference. Right, sure. You know, okay. I, don't, I don't know you intimately. I'll own that. Just want to right. point that out. But like, you've had some kids. <laughs> you've, had, you've, had, you've had... I've had some kids, you yeah. You've had some kids. And, 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 <laughs> and <laughs> Where's it going with this, Esther? <laughs> No, but I think there's a thing All that happens. All I want happens. to know, Esther, is would you have vaginal rejuvenation? <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't want to go that personal. I was just saying that generally, I think that's a, that's an area where I can see how your body changes, <laughs> right? That's an area I can see your body changes because of this massive, massive event that you have. Yeah. Men don't go through that. No. So women, there's a point where you might go like, oh, you know, do you know what? I'm not happy with what happened after I did that big yeah. body creation thing. Yeah. So I'm going to have some I surgery. Think, yeah, I can no, see I how that does, happens it, more. Yeah, it is, it is bizarre that there is a lot more pressure on women to be tiny and not have any uh, uh, body fat hair. image it's a, it's a or whatever. T- it's a whole Tina Fey paradox when you said that like a woman is supposed to have the olive complexion of a Latino woman and have the curves of like, and a bum of a black woman, yeah. and then have the hips of a, a Latin woman, as be as hairless as an Asian woman, yeah. while being as Eurocentric in appearance as possible. Yeah, yeah. you're is, supposed to, yeah. yeah, you're you're just supposed to have all these things, and then you go and have children, which is just gonna, I, I mean, it. there is just no way that a woman's body can just ping back from that and go, right. oh, right, yeah, I'm going to ping back to being the size of a nine-year-old child with a massive ass and huge voluptuous breasts. It's just not going to happen. But the but the idea that you have kids and mm-hmm. then you're like, do you know what? Like, I, I'm not going to go into the extreme details of what you could, but I could see how a couple of things could occur and you'd be like, you know what? I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy. I'm not going to go into the details, but we all know what I'm talking about. And I, I can see that. What I can't see, or what I think is fucking bizarre is when you're growing up, pre-marriage, pregnancy, whatever, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever yeah. goes on, you're growing up and you're like, ah, you know what will complete me? Not looking like me. Yeah. Like, that's the bit that fucking that's thing, that's Do you know disturbing. what though, weirdly, because I, I was never particularly confident growing up and I always hated my body. And then after I had children, that was the first time in my life where I was like, oh, I really like my body because it's pretty fucking cool. I mean, it's just done something. I felt like a warrior because I literally came out of that ho- uh, that hospital and was like... Hotel, did you say? Uh, yeah, I'm very rich. You can also <laughs> give birth in a hotel to be yeah, fair. Yeah, no, well I J-load it. Um, and I, I literally walked out going, yeah, I'm fucking... Out. I've just literally... Like, my husband was there, like, freaking out because he had heartburn from eating a biscuit and just, like, stood there completely useless in the whole process because, you know... That that's, what can he do? Yeah. And you're just there going, oh, I just produced a human. So I think that's the first time ever in my life that I felt pretty 
okay with my body. But I found it really bizarre, the amount of women I knew who were like, I would want to get breast surgery done because I've, you know, because there are two things. I just find that boob jobs and lip jobs are two things that just look so unnatural. Mm. I can kind of understand it if somebody says I want to have a nose job or things that you can get away with, but it's like the hair transplant thing. There are certain things that you just cannot do to yourself and look natural. So why are we okay with making ourselves look unnatural? Because when you see somebody with lip jobs, you... You never, well, this is you'll never just look at them and go, oh, you look normal. You'll be looking at their face going, yeah. what is it that's not well, quite right? I mean, yeah, but this is the thing is that uh, uh, we're asking these people, we are all subject to uh, suggestion anyway. So yeah. even though to us it doesn't sound like, I mean, it's, uh, like I said, you know, you may have experienced lack of confidence by stuff, as have I. I mean, Howard loves himself, as we know. Uh, <coughs> but... You know, for everyone, cross trainer in the morning. What can I go. say? But but at the same time, you know, it's it's suggested to everybody that there is an ideal uh, for for beauty, and especially over the last, um, I'd say, ten years and stuff. Like mm. you said, with the emergence of the Kardashians, you've now seen this very homogenized standard of beauty. Yeah. Or the, uh, like you know, so I guess now the quintessential beautiful woman now looks like a Kardashian, and you know they've seen and you've seen them over the years endorse some of the more like bizarre types of like cosmetic surgery like when they were just doing like this uh this, they were just exfoliating by just prickiness their faces so they just bleed oh, out a vampire the facial that's that's fucking that's that's bloodletting like we did that in medieval times yeah to like insane. cure ourselves it don't fucking work and it's and insane. you know the thing is that like cosmetic surgery is a really interesting one because at a time when we were happy to uh i guess ridicule people we considered to be overweight there was always this narrative where people would say something like, they should have in McDonald's the same thing as like in a, bo- a pub where if someone fat comes up, you can say, I think you've had enough. We should be able to write a few service. There's always, but then... <laughs> it's a great... Wow, I've never heard anyone say that. But, I've never heard that. But that should be the same for cosmetic surgeons as well. Yeah, sure. Especially, it's very different because remember, these people are in, I suppose, take a Hippocratic oath, Right. Because you're doctors, you're performing, it's a medical practice, cosmetic surgery, where you're supposed to be helping people. If you see a young girl in her, who's just turned 18, who probably his body is not finished growing yet, who comes to you for a boob job, medically, shouldn't you be have the duty of utmost good faith to say to her, maybe come back yeah. when your body's finished growing and your and body also, can actually handle that? Because, this, like you said, the thing about cosmetic surgery is that it becomes so much more conspicuous nowadays that it's not like you look like somebody who's, who's you know, maybe had your nose fixed. You don't look like someone who's had cosmetic surgery. Yeah. But there's another theory behind that as well in that, you know, That's you can imagine when someone is doing something like has their cheekbones shaved. Mm. This is some of the, you know, these are some of the things people do. They have their jawbones shaved down. So fucking post, just you know, like, just people have own. like, you know, fillers injected into the orbits of their eyes and stuff like oh. rhinoplasty, vaginoplasty. Just to give you an idea of like some of the things people are electively going under the scalp under the scalpel for. It's yeah, I mean, I, don't, I find it. All I find gross, it weird though. that you go and have surgery. The thing is, as well, though, is that um, also when you were saying about an eighteen-year-old girl going, like, we all have that. Th- I don't. I mean, I don't think anyone particularly feels great about themselves. And it's it's weird how you do. You get into your thirties and you do just suddenly just go. I think I'm all right. You know, most people kind you just of just, get to the point you where you stop giving a fuck. You, yeah, you stop. You stop having that. So I find it so sad when you see a lot of girls that are just really young and they're doing so many things to themselves in such an early age because the damage it's going to do to them later but on. That's not their fault, though. This is what no. I mean: is that mm. there is no regulation now where kids are subsisting on a new form of media where, unlike 
television, there is no like yeah. caveat telling them. But the reason why I was going to say about the theory about these kind of surgeries, once you have your fucking chin shaved down, you can imagine the pain and swelling that that's going to involve. So what they do when you have plastic surgery or cosmetic surgery is that you get assigned a lot of painkillers, which uh, are very addictive. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Now, if you have someone of a certain amount of income and you can go back to a cosmetic surgeon and you still you're addicted to like an opioid, you can't come and openly ask for an opioid. But if you go and get like a few more shots or move more fillers or have a bit more yeah. work done on your nose, you get a prescription again. So maybe a lot of these people, it's not that they're addicted to cosmetic surgery. It's the aftercare medication they're able to yeah. receive that makes them addicted. So I would not have cosmetic surgery. And I think you're right. I think it's a terrible thing where young people are now being encouraged to do this and the availability of it without you know the, without the equivalent level I think of counselling for body dysmorphia doesn't yeah. exist and I feel like in about a generation to come the amount of backlash for cosmetic surgery will be equal if not greater to that of uh, cigarette smoking wow big statement it's quite epic but I think you're right it's a hell of a right. question Esther Good sorry question. I came I came guns loaded yeah you but did I, think I feel like you <laughs> drew big attention to my small boobs <laughs> Pecking plants, though. Imagine getting yeah. pecking plants. That's Imagine essentially. Me and Dane got pecking plants. How weird would that? Oh, that'd be hilarious. People do. I saw a, that I saw a dude. Dudes are getting bum implants and stuff as well. Mm. The bum. I watched a documentary about the bum implant, and I mean, the fact really, that you, you got that? You got that spare time? No, I actually show. Well, actually, it's part of a whole documentary about hip hop honeys and how a lot of women okay, will be go, paying to have bum implants in order to get these. Yeah, very impossible, sm- silly, small silly, roles. Silly yeah, bum. yeah. In, 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 um, yeah. In videos and the damage of that does like you can't poo. Nice. And you're like that. It just. Ugh. How the do you whole... how do you wipe? Well, do we you, can't answer those questions. <laughs> where the woman just flips her implant. Have you seen that? Yes, on YouTube? I have seen that. That's gone viral. Wow. People watch. If you are thinking about cosmetic surgery, I advise you to watch Botched. Yeah. Oh my god, I love Botched. Never watched it. Uh, it's with um, what's his name, Doctor Nazif, yeah, and the other it. guy. I don't think I need to see it. It's not, gonna, it's not gonna stop me having the surgery that I'm not gonna have. So okay. I'll be fine. All right. Um I, I did enjoy that question though, because it's it, it's thought provoking and also gender entwining, like there's different versions for different yeah. genders. Although um, I think men are now having a lot more uh, yeah, pressure definitely. now because especially like they did merch stuff like Love Island. Yeah. Steroids. Mm. That's the thing. Yeah. Steroid injections. Mm, yeah. I've got a question. Mm-hmm. It's not the same question as yours, Esther, otherwise that would be awkward. Uh, okay. And my question is linked, no, in a way. Because one of the, you know, is linked. Because when I first met Esther, uh, and, you know, <laughs> if you see her perform live, you may hear a joke about uh, the, the quantity and quality of uh, body hair. Oh, right. God, uh, yes. Okay, you, yeah. We, I don't know if you thought Quality? Okay. I don't, I don't know how you term your body hair, but, but the, yeah. the, you, you talk about your body hair. Robust. Sure. <laughs> as a Lebanese Geordie. Lebanese lass. Geordie lass yeah, that's a woman. How weird, how baby. <laughs> and, but that, but that, that, uh, that's the bit you talk about is quite, you know, infamous in my mind when I think yeah. about you. And, and resonates and quite it made a lot me think every single non-white audience <laughs> female member. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it definitely seems to get a big laugh whenever I've heard you do it. And, and, and it made me think about my own body hair and what is my least favourite <laughs> bit of body hair that I have. And I'm posing this very personal question <laughs> to two uh, comedians who I deeply uh, respect. Um, 
Dane's look on his face is like, take your fucking hair questions. Uh, no, it's fine. I can, I, Least I, favourite bit of body hair. You've yeah. got all like, all the different areas you can go for. But, I can get rid of it one bit forever. What do you want? Because I've, I've got two. If you want me to go first, I can go with my yeah, two. Yeah, you go first. It might make life a bit easier because I brought the question up. Yeah, you go first. I, already, I know um, mine. You go I, first. I, I'm, I'm a man who has some hair on my um, upper shoulders back area. Oh, okay. I'm one I of can, those yeah. guys. That I think there's many of us. Do you wax us. it? Uh, so I would never think about waxing it. I would never the think old, about it. fur cloak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have hair on the rest of your back or is it just at the top? Mainly at the top. I'm not going to take my top off, but it's mainly at the top. Yeah. And, okay. um, I meant to change for a week, Howard. <laughs> 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 Normally he does that after the guest oh, left. Yeah. 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 As they're walking out. <laughs> Don't just wave it in the corner. Swing my t-shirt around. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, it's there. And only recently have I thought about it because my um my wife mentioned it. And she said, oh, I could wax your back. back or laser your back. She could laser it. Apparently so. Isn't it funny? How as could well? she laser it? She's got laser gun things. She's got uh, has she? Yeah. It's 2019, Esther. People have lasers now. Uh, you should talk to my wife. I was thinking about you when she was. I was watching her laser the shit out of herself. It's funny oh, that, like, asked, but... do you remember when we were kids and we were like, lasers were futuristic, and now yeah. we just use them to like shoot hairs off of our genitals. Yes. So that was a good use of uh, lasers, wasn't it? <laughs> lasers. Because remember when lasers were supposed to be like cool and stuff, and yeah, people were like, yeah. no, I just want to have a shaved vagina, actually. Yeah. And then I'm a nerd and I just want to be able to see properly for like two years. Um, so. <laughs> But the thing about my wife bringing that up, right? I, mean, I think it's good to I talk love, about this stuff. No, I love the way she just said that really casually. I could wax your back. Or I could laser it. <laughs> with my massive lasers. laser gun that I've got in a huge safe and I'm just going to bring it out. And you're like, no, Tara, yeah. no. Um, but she, no, so she, uh, but when she said that, I then realised, oh, you want me to. Obviously, oh, yes. She obviously she wants me to. Yes. Yeah, which she I'm, like I'm not doing to, for that very reason. She would like you to get rid of the tufty hair. Yeah. I mean, but, she's watching you through the kitchen window and you're on your little cross trainer and your leotard. And she's like, <laughs> "What? what's the one thing I can do? What's the slow step I can make to try and improve this? Improve. Because it looks like there's happening. a carnival strongman in a yeah. fucking shed. <laughs> And I'm he sick just of it. On. And I'm he just sick. draws on. And I'm, yeah, and I'm, and I'm sick of it. And I'm sick of it. <laughs> I don't know what you turned my home life into. There's nothing like that. Uh, anyway, that, I don't really care about that hair, but because it bothers okay. my wife, I've been thinking about. Is it coarse? Sorry, I'm, I'm kind of fixated. Uh, it's quite. It's quite loose. Because you, you're quite a fluffy-headed. I'm man. a. I have a. I could have a jufro. Uh, as is oh, does it go I, quite I can curly? go into the curly jufro thing. Oh, okay. Um, so that's one kind of hair that I, I I'd get rid of. Okay. Uh, and then the second here is, and, 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 you know, this is personal, but we can all just deal with that, I guess, uh, is bum holes. Oh, well, bum, I mean, we all know we was going there. Yeah, we all know we're going bum holes. No one's ever been like, he bum holes. get rid of his armpit. Like, yeah. As because Tara offered to laser that? <laughs> no. Uh, I feel like even... you, you could just ask some kids on the street and be like, would you like to laser my bum hole? And they'd be like, <laughs> yes. That... I've never heard. I mean, I, I do work in the media. But... If someone said to me, like, <laughs> you either have to laser your husband's bum hole or, I don't know, mm. be locked in a confined space with Katie Hopkins, I'd go for the latter. I, I just the. Ugh. Maybe, no. maybe. You can laser it from above. Yeah, maybe having you... to laser Katie I'm... Hopkins' bum hole would be the ultimate challenge on I'm a Celebrity. <laughs> I can't imagine she's got a hair I would hole. easily laser Katie Hopkins' uh, bum hole. Big statement recorded it is a big statement. ever. You know what the next statement would be? Oh, I missed. <laughs> How'd that happen? I think that should happen in four times. Relief. Four times? Yeah. What yeah. are the odds of that happening? Who would have thought it? Well, at least you've got four now. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got four bum holes now, so there you go. 
<laughs> that reminds me of the comedian, um, the comedian Joe Boar, who has two bum holes. Do you know that story? No. I saw him on the tube the other day. Uh, Ask him when you next see him. Say, Joe, uh, I heard you got two bum holes. And he go, yep. And go, you pull out both of them. And he go, nope. How's and he got two conversation- bum holes? He's born with it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So if he was a, uh, well, let's not go into what he could do with those bum holes, but you know it. Uh, anyway, so that's my hair that I'd like that's to get rid of. literally boggled my mind. And the thing about the bum hole hair, and this is why I thought, you know, we talk about really serious stuff like plastic surgery issues. Yeah, and sure. We talk but about, this is, I mean, the kind of anal bleaching. I mean, yeah, you've got to get to your anus first, but, get through the hair. Yeah, which I just think it's such an inconvenient element of our all of our physiques, though. I think if you just accept it. Oh, I don't. What, what, no. What but, hairy butthole? Yeah, I think you just got to accept it. You can fight the you can fight the hair, but whatever you do, I don't think it necessarily improves what's going on. Right. In your general aesthetics. life. Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of like the whole hairless vagina thing. I mean, that was the look that you're supposed to go for. And I went through years of just waxing and waxing it. A, really painful. B, you just then start getting loads of ingrowing hairs and then that becomes and unsightly. Then and like, then I'm just like, do you know what? And then you Forget get it. like little, little pussy bumps. Right. And then it's ugly. And then you just got to wait between. It's just an unattractive thing. If so you over, just like, yeah, if you overwax, you just get yeah. little. And uh, I'm like, I'm done. Colicitis. Yeah. And that's what, that's ingrowing hairs, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Get a little bit of a little vagina stubble. Mm. Yeah. Or, yeah. They knows a lot. Yeah, I just subject. I see these things all the time. I just don't say anything because I imagine that people become very self. All the time. I imagine if I could just get through one tube journey without seeing. <laughs> Do you know more what I mean? Just once <laughs> pussy stubble. No, I, I yeah, and I just think, oh, I'm done with it. Fine, just be, mm. just be, just be just, me. Just, just be me. Well, clearly not because I do. Still wear makeup and try and you know aesthetically come across as you know you put know, together. You haven't had your but beard I, since you started comedy now. You know, a few a few finals and you've gotten rid of your beard. Don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> I know. Uh, do you relate to those hair things that I would get rid of? <laughs> uh, you got hairy back there. Uh, when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I don't have a hairy back. No. My, the hair that I would probably... Oh. Yeah, if you could get rid of any I, If hair. I could get rid of any hair permanently, I think it would probably be the hair that I continuously pluck from my eyebrows. Because oh. I pluck all the time. It doesn't matter how much I pluck. Really? Because, you, you know, you've got, strong, you've got a strong brow. Yeah, but they need, they need daily plucking. You've got to pluck that day. I don't think yeah. I've ever... Have you ever plucked your eyebrows? I haven't plucked my eyebrows, but once... I'm uh, really surprised bar- you said that. No, I never plucked them. Because they're a good shape. They are a good shape, which is why I don't need to pluck them. 
and <laughs> so also, confident. Well, I'm really confident. Very confident. No woman would ever say that. Yeah, no that, woman would that ever was be incredibly like, confident. I it's really taken me quite it. a long time to be like, yeah, yeah. I like well, you, have find, you have to find something you like about yourself, right? Yeah, so, that's true. And normally, that's normally the comment I get when someone is close enough is that your eyebrows are nice and you have curly eyelashes, which are things as a guy I would not really pick up on myself. Right. Sure. But those are my things: is my eyelashes, my eyebrows, and my feet. Apparently, apparently, I have nice feet. I've never seen your feet. But... I'll show you in a minute. But um, <laughs> when Howard takes his top off, you get your feet out. It's just we'll, a bit. We'll of, leave it there if that's body, right. <laughs> just body confidence. We're in this basement, and it's, you know. it's important. I, my the hair thing. I used to have a complex about having chest hair. Right, interesting. Because I, I was about to, no, no, I'll tell you one of the reasons it's interesting. I'll tell you one of the reasons it's interesting, Esther. This is a very serious conversation. It's a very serious is conversation. I often think about right, the differences yes. this between the races. No, the, yes. There's difference uh, between the races. Sure. No. So I could, may have talked to different members of uh, different groups and know that there's different hair issues with exactly. different members of different So how's groups. this, Esther? My mother has never had to shave her legs her entire life. Whoa. Neither's my mum. Neither's my mum. That's madness. She's never had to shave or anything her entire really? life. Really? Meanwhile, chest rug, mate. Well, that's from my dad's side, though. So she's, she's got completely hairless legs yeah. and hairless arms, I'm assuming. Yeah. So, so you've got the chest rug. So you've from my got dad's the... side. Right. Uh... So he's mixed. He's, so my great grandfather's Scottish. Right. And then whatever else is, I've not done the ancestry thing, but my dad's side of the family, they're very, they're mixed in that respect. So that has manifested with me. Where's your mum's side from? Well, they're also from the same place, but I got my mother's mix at. The biggest push would probably be like South Indian, maybe. Okay. So, mm. and that's like, so East Indian, I should say. Okay. But more darker skin. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've, so my sister, for example, my twin though, she probably have more like, has to probably pluck her eyebrows more and look sideburns and stuff. Whereas myself, like not really like, arms and stuff aren't particularly hairy, but just. You're not hairy at all. Yeah, but my chest is super hairy. Wow. Oh, it really is. Yeah. So. Which again is so you'd have you and, and I had that complex because it's like you don't really see a lot of black guys with chest hair. That's so true. I was gonna say yeah. So Stormzy it, didn't or, have anything on Saturday. That's what I mean. No, or are they waxing more? Some might, but I'd, but again, and men waxing generally more. I think men are waxing more. The old uh, sack back and crack. That's the thing, isn't it? That's the holy trinity that a lot of <laughs> men's like getting into. On that subject, I have a small bit of hair like on the small of my back. Right. Which I feel like makes me look like a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry to laugh because you should be... laugh because it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, because my rest you... of my back is hairless and it's like little. And then but and people just got a little notice. bit at the bottom. And I think, but then if you start waxing it, it just grows back thicker. Then I will actually end up looking like a fucking get rabbit. So Howard's get Tara to laser. Don't, go, don't offer that service to anyone. I think, I think uh, my wife's I mean, not what, offering what, laser any... buttholes has already gone out there. Yeah. And the pitch, Howard so. is not oh, offering okay. any laser services. Sorry, your wife is too good to laser Dane's lower oh, I'm back. sorry, your wife. Oh, is, all right. and your okay, family's too good it. for an alternate yeah. revenue stream. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, we, we see where you're coming from, listeners. I'd like to let you know that my wife is not available for any lasering services. I want be, a la- be it for celebrity comedians. I used to wax my knuckles, which I don't anymore. But, you had hairy they, knuckles. Well, I, they're no hairier now than they were when I was younger. But I was that conscious of being mm. so much hairier because I I went to school with where there was no other ethnic minority, so I was substantially hairier. Oh, yeah. And I remember things like PE. We had to do PE in knickers. 
like pee mm. knickers and a t-shirt. So literally I just had hair everywhere <laughs> and we had to do swimming and then, wow. you, you know, so it was just this constant battle. So I just was like, right, get rid of it all. So I used to imac everything, wax my knuckles. And then Oof. I was like, no, hang on. No, it's fine. Yeah, don't wax your used... knuckles. That's crazy. I mean, that's a lot. Although saying that though, I think most people have like a little bit of body hair. I, this is the thing. I, uh, when I was a, up until I was like 18, completely hairless. Wow. So, which is why I don't really complain too much about the, the chest hair thing because I remember a time when all I wanted was for fucking puberty. Oh, to I thought you meant you were like shaving. No, it no, no. I just was just was like, up until eighteen. Just a late, just a late bloomer. I was, so I was just so I okay. was like happy to like have body hair in it. Yeah. Because like at like sixteen and stuff, if girls like I want to have sex with you, and I'm like, it would be an act of paedophilia. Okay, it would be I, creepy. I, yeah, it'd be creepy because I'm still a child in here. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. See, see, so, like. Yeah, pretty like much. An action man. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, with I'm sure a, there was a, dick, a penis. Or with a dick, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a penis. There was a penis. <laughs> Action men never had dicks, just so no. you know, Esther. No, that would be really weird. To play would that it? would be creepy. It'd be anatomically correct. Yeah, but... I'd love to know from our <laughs> listeners the weird hair bits they've got. Because I think people just have a... Nat- like, it's, it's a natural affinity to your own body to find some fault with it, right? That's yeah. kind of going back to the plastic surgery thing, which is why it was weirdly related. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and I think no matter who it is... You're gonna find some something in some all, everyone. You can have it all um, lasered off, but that's a lot of money. And then body hair does have a function. Mm. It does, and also I do wish I wasn't as hairy as I was though. I do feel like it is something that I do like. But you'd lost like up. some good material there, no? Exactly. So. And also, it's also I, I still think it's all down to suggestion though, because it's it. For example, there was a big trend in you know waxing because of the fact that like. I guess there was a larger Japanese influence on pornography yeah, stuff because that's so true. you can't show pubic hair in Japan, so obviously people shave, mm. and that, and then that kind of translated as having a full wax. Because I was I always said it's very strange that when a vagina represents that of a child, it's called a Hollywood. Oh yeah, interesting, weird, isn't it? Mm. Creepy. So yeah, but I think creeps. but the body hair thing changes all the time because like it was the Greeks, for example, that introduced uh, the shaving. Yeah, because you know the film The Three Hundred. Yes. So with uh, so Leonidas, if you see like archaeological archaeological busts of Leonidas, yeah, and ones of Xerxes, who was the emperor of Persia, right, they're indistinguishable. In the film, like Xerxes is presented as being very effeminate and okay. and cleanly shaven, but if you know Persians, yeah, they are not adverse to having body hair. So no. when you look at like busts of him, he's got like a big beard, as with Leonidas. So there was not right. really that distinction. And kind of the Greeks introduced, I guess. Uh, the process of shaving, which is why with the Greeks you see like shaven faces and yeah, yeah, and that's another that's a conversation for another time. But then, you know, up until three years ago, all of a sudden beards are back in fashion. Mm. So in the same way that like you know people want to grab bushes and grow body hair and stuff like that as well. So I think there's always there's always going to be suggestion from people that tend to make capital gain from human shame because that's this what is it is. True. And mm. then there's always going to be a, a counterculture for that anyway. But mm. I do find it's so funny because after I. Uh, done the jokes that I do on stage um I had a guy I've had one guy come up to me and say to me I found you attractive until you started talking about how hairy you were um and now I don't find you attractive and okay. I was like well firstly it's quite interesting that you feel that that's something that I'm you say to anybody <laughs> really who fucking asked you this is what I mean I don't understand when <laughs> no, no. But I found it interesting that he thought that I was going on stage to tell jokes and most comedians take the piss out themselves of course and your big um, hope and was that, that he'd he find you attractive. That I would walk on stage and be like, this is somebody who wants to please me. And I thought that was quite interesting. But then somebody else said to me, what I found um, 
really appealing, and this was a, a woman, was she was like, just how you just take ownership. And I was like, I, I actually find that more... Forget what this guy said. I actually find it more attractive in myself. And I think I find that more attractive in other people if they can just take ownership of what's mm. going on. Because I find that when you see people who are really desperately trying to appease people physically, they do come across as really inadequate in their own skin, and which and, is and a shame. It, and it never works. And this is the thing is like for anyone who is considering trying to attain that ideal image of like big boobs and the curves and the blonde hair and all of these things that represent the quintessential objectified feminine woman yeah like you look at Anna Nicole Smith or Marilyn Monroe you just want to give them a hug well they're not here anymore so we do so no. so very dead that's what I mean that shit it doesn't last so well, I no, feel like I've got some kind of closure on my own hair problems there that was quite <laughs> useful uh, I enjoyed that question because uh, it's awkward has it made you feel better? It is awkward to bring it up. Weird no, hair patches. It's quite awkward to bring it up, I think. I think people naturally... I think the discussion empowers it. And I think you talking about your own, I guess, what you would consider to be quirks or nuances mm. of your own body, in, I think it's very positive because then people feel they're a lot more comfortable with who they are. Mm. And I think it's especially a big part of being a comic is that discussing these aspects of like whether it's body dysmorphia or positivity because if you mm. can't laugh at yourself, you're wasting your fucking time, really. Yeah. Moustache hair. Sorry. Oh, wait, female moustache, yeah. Yeah, because I get it threaded and it's not, uh, and it is quite painful and makes you sneeze a lot. I plucked an eyebrow once and it fucking stung like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, so I get my eyebrows threaded and I pluck them on top of that oh, and I thread Jesus my moustache. Hard work being So you. I'm literally just trying to maintain the bit that you can see. So mm. to then add on top of that all the bits that you can't see, oh, I can't keep, I can't. I haven't got enough money, energy, manpower. Or time. And also, once you become famous <laughs> enough, no one cares how you look. Yeah. Listen, as long as you, if, if your money is high enough or someone's self-esteem is low enough, people will always try and sleep with you. Very superficial world we live in where romance is concerned, so it doesn't fucking matter, really. There you go. The uh, love do, story from Damon. I'm, gonna say, say. I'm just saying that more people buy this idea that if you're wealthy enough, you're famous enough, doesn't matter how you look, there will always be somebody that will do that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it's time for our final question. Tis. And we're over to Dane for that. Cool. So, Miss Minito, aside from uh, your uh, body hair, mm. uh, you uh, very uh, frequently uh, reference your children in your uh, material. I do, yes. Uh, sometimes in a derogatory fashion. <laughs> However, I said it to say this because really... Um, inclusiveness is always indicative of the fact that you care about something. So if yes. you don't care about your kids, you want to speak about them at all on stage. Exactly. That's... So this is the secret that people miss when they uh, listen to comedians. Yes. That if I didn't talk about you, you wouldn't matter. So mm. I say that to say this. Uh, Evelyn Mock, who's a friend of mine, who's a comedian, had told me a story about a podcast she listened to before this one existed, so I mm -hmm. forgive her, uh, where I think Dimitri Martin was talking to uh, somebody about the uh, path of uh, employment and like ambition. Okay. Uh, especially for immigrants, whereby the, I think, I guess the hierarchy goes that like skilled workers mm. want their kids to be professionals. Right. In terms of like, if you work in like, I guess, you know, agriculture or like in a factory, you want your kids to be professionals, which I guess means, uh, you know, tertiary or quaternary industry, legal, clerical, medical profession. Professionals want their kids to be uh, scholars. Right. And then scholars want their kids to be artists. Mm. Right. And artists don't give a fuck what their kids do. <laughs> right. So 
And then what normally happens is that because as an artist, you tend to jump this hierarchy. Mm-hmm. This way you get a lot of time to get your backlash from your parents. People don't understand what the fuck you're doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I say that to say this. Obviously, my parents definitely, well, my dad was fine. My mother has taken it up until, I would say, as recently as last year. About five minutes ago, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> About five minutes ago to accept what I did. Right. And now to even be proud of it. Right. And that has taken me having to, with not bragging, just saying, I had to sell a format to a TV production company in America. Yeah. For her to realise that this is a viable career. Sure. So. <laughs> so it's about money. I mean, not so, it's not so much money, but it's like, if it doesn't well, happen money in America. Money success. It doesn't, it? Until yeah. I'm on Oprah, she don't give a fuck. Okay, fine. All right. Yeah, until I'm America successful, she don't give a fuck. She don't care. She don't care. Like, I have a green card, I'm a dual citizen. That was in the works from the first moment to the States in 1990. From then onwards, me becoming an American citizen was part of her plan to give me uh, more opportunity to realise my potential. Okay. She could not give a fuckity fuck about this country. <laughs> so I say, to say this. Given you reference your children a lot and are now yourself in the creative industry, yeah. in an ideal world, what would you want your kids to do for a living? Ooh. That, that's an interesting question. What would your kids do when you could be like, I can't be, could I be prouder of these mother lovers? Oh. And your kids are small right now, aren't they? Yeah. They're like, you know, you often moan about them to me. I moan about the ones. I think I moan more about mothering. But again, immig- I, I moan more about mothering in me, that's general. A, that's an immigrant thing. There is no greater indication of your parents' love for you yeah. than hearing them outspoken about how you much you annoy and disappoint yeah. them. That is. That's very true. It's a very British thing whereby people's kids can't do wrong in their eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always been a very worrying precedent for me when I'm around. And I think because I, I think because I grew up with my dad, who was always just like criticize, criticize, criticize. Would never say I love you, but you know you're the center of his universe. And then my mum, who's come from a council estate in Gateshead, where it's all just like tough, 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 tough. But you know, you know, she really cares for you. So. Maybe I think that's the sense of humor I grew up with. Yeah. You take the piss out of what you love. Um, yeah, but in terms of what they could do, uh, I really want them to just have jobs. <laughs> I just want them to be. Why did like, you do? Why did you do here? No evil. Here, no evil. Because um, <laughs> I know that this gets this gets a bit of backlash because with my my dad's other family and stuff, and they're just like, no, they must go to university. I'm like. Nothing can be more useless than a bachelor degree, surely. Oh, my good God. You're preaching to the choir now, sister. Yeah. So (laughs) if I keep saying, my daughter keeps on going, I want to be a doctor. I'm like, no hairdresser is what you're going to be because then you will move out, get a house, have money and a career that you can fall back on. Well, she's a cosmetic surgeon that does hair transplants. (gasps) And we go into a whole kind of ethical issue. Um, And then my son may be a plumber. It's just something. Or she could be a plumber. I don't care. But just useful professions. Nobody just leaves school and gets a freaking job nowadays. It's going to do something. Well, now you can't. Apparently in schools now, when they reach post-16, they either have to be in like an apprenticeship. Yeah. Or they have to go into further education. Well, go and and get an apprenticeship or even do further education. But I'm not, I just, I don't think that degrees are necessarily the way forward. Unless they say to me, all right, fine. I've got to 18. I really want to be a doctor. This is the qualifications I have to do. Then fine, I'll back that. But I'm not going to back you while you do... American leisure studies. and tourism and then you sit in my house till you're 45 mm. no I did leisure and tourism <laughs> but only as a module 
But legend, but, le- just... but legend and tourism, if you were someone who was well versed in legend and tourism now, with Instagram, that's all people post, isn't it? About their travels and all their. But good there times. are so many degree subjects where it's like you leave and then the person that's going to get the job is the person that's been working in the industry yeah. rather than the person that's been studying about it. And I, so many kids are going into university just to say, I've got a degree rather than this is my plan, this is my objective. And so just as long as they get a job that's useful, get a freaking job. They're only five. (laughs) Get a job. I'm not sure. Pack your little bag. I'm not sure. I'm completely convinced. I'm not sure I believe Estaminito. (gasps) Really? Because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because I think you've chosen a path that is uh, certainly not simple. (laughs) No. to, to, To perform as a you know, paid stand-up comedian. Right. Dane did the Look same. Look at me, I'm getting Dane proper defensive already. Dane did the yeah. same. Right. Yeah, right. Sorry. So come on then, fuck yeah, what you got. <laughs> I will rip that back hair out. <laughs> Don't, leave it for my wife. Um, yeah, Dane, where are you going with this butt throw? <laughs> Dane did the same, right? Dane, you know, pursued a, a, a career to, to, to do something that, you know, could have had a simpler life, Dane. Oh, Lord, yes. Could have had a simpler life, but didn't. And, and I think... When your kids are old enough, uh, both of you, or any, many, you will you will take some note of the thing that inspires them and want them to pursue that because life's too short to be. I doing... just want them to be all right, Howard. Sure, I'm suggesting I just want they them will. To be right, but I just don't want, which I see a lot of, is I'm going to stay. I know that property prices have increased. I mm. get that, but the rate of young people just consume, consume without any financial awareness, any responsibility, because that is how we're bringing up a lot of young people now. It's yes, everyone are. else's responsibility. The whole world is responsible for you, but you don't have to take responsibility for yourself. That is my biggest fear. I don't want them sat in my house. Going, oh, I can't, uh, it's so long. Uh, no, I don't want that. You're going to pay your own freaking way. Right. I mean, but that's that's not the base. That's not entirely clear then that they won't be able to do something. No, they can do something greater, but have something useful. I mean, I worked up until I started doing comedy and it wasn't until comedy was paying that I then was able to. I'm not suggesting they become comedians, but because <laughs> that would be madness. They'll um, never be comedians. I love them too much. But they might. <laughs> <laughs> but they might. Okay, let's say one of them wanted to be a vet. Fine. Right. Now that. Is I would back f- that. No, but hang on, hang on. We're talking like seven Eight years. Yeah, but that's studying. somebody saying I want to go to a profession. And then they might profession. not end up finishing it. They might not be good enough at it. And then they're back to what? Would you have lofty ambitions for your offspring, Dane? Well, my when I was, I think, 15, I overheard my mother complaining to her friends that my dad was talking to his friends about their kids. And my dad had uh, opined that he doesn't care what his children do as long as they are happy. Now, my mother has been massively influential so far as trying to nurture a sense of ambition within me, right. which is, she's done, I'd say, very successfully. But she was like, you kids have to be successful, go to university, be educated, and have the opportunity to put yourself in good stead for job opportunities. Now, I get where that stems from. And that's a complex that a lot of immigrants, will, especially first generation, will have. Yeah. Mm. To the point where she convinced me almost that my dad was just being very laissez-faire, about yeah. our lives. But really, he was right the whole time. Hmm. Yeah. Because I did, had a bachelor's degree and I worked in sales and it is easily the worst point of my entire life. And anybody... You really who, did not like it, right? Anybody from 2008 
to 2000, say 2007 to 2011, if you were in my life then, you would, I don't care. I, nothing in my life then had any significance whatsoever. Hmm. Nothing I did brought me joy, fulfilled me, did not care. To the point where I'm like, and I was at a point where I'm like, let me try and make this job into a career where you go and entertain clients, you go to like these restaurants and like Galvin at Windows and like Gordon Ramsay and all this other stuff. All you all you get from being able to have Michelin star dining and entertain clients, all you get is fat. Like yeah. no, no fulfillment whatsoever. I remember when on my birthday in uh 2013, I'd just done the BBC New Act competition and I was maybe runner up or wait see if I got through and I remember having to drive back to London from Manchester because I couldn't afford a train ticket so I was just trying to like use as much petrol as possible and save as much money as possible and on my own birthday by myself I spent eating a chicken mayo in a lay-by like somewhere in like Leicestershire and I was like this is still makes me happier Mm. than being in an office and wearing a suit to work and having a high power job in the sea because at least it's my choice Mm. Uh, at least it's my choice and so just because of, um, you know, like I said, my dad has never missed a day of work his entire life. And I mean his entire, the only time my dad missed work and he still tried to go to work was when he wasn't feeling well and hasn't been able to eat for like three or four days. I went to the hospital and the, the doctor told him, and this is why you shouldn't worry too much about qualifications in medicine, told him he had hay fever. Day later, found out that he had a collapsed lung and fluid on his lung. And was this close to dying. And I remember him saying, he was like, oh, I'm going to put some... Because obviously he is now dealing with his own mortality. And he was like, oh, well, I'm going to give you some money towards maybe getting a house. And like the year after, I was like, I want to do stand-up comedy and basically be so poor on Job Seeker's allowance. Mm. Which was kind of the opposite of what he wanted. But at the same time, it was that pivotal point of like seeing somebody who has never missed a day of work have to miss work. I remember he was working at Ford and all they gave him for perfect attendance was a clock. Which is the one thing he definitely doesn't need. But like, again, with that in mind, like my dad has been like, you know, I need to put you in a position whereby you can take care of yourself. Yeah, Yeah. put you in a position where you can take care of yourself. And I basically rebelled against all of that and decided I'm going to do what I want anyway and do comedy and stuff. And now I'm going to struggle. And I even remember my sister. And you've got to remember the connotations of being like, almost in your 30s and being a black man and being unemployed. Mm. Like my whole family are going fucking crazy. They're like, Mm -hmm. you know, your grandfather wasn't perfect, but he always, always had a job. Like we are... My family have never lived in the council houses our entire life. We've never mm. been on any receivership from the government our entire lives. Mm. So for that lineage, we, all of them, all of my aunts all own their own homes. Mm-hmm. So from that lineage to go to like, I'm just going to go and try and slum it and try and be a struggling artist. Yeah. Like, people, that, does, that's, that, that, doesn't ha- that doesn't happen. So yeah. I decided to do all of this. But really, the idea was about, I just need to do something that makes me happy. Sure. And fast forward how many years later, like... My dad, he was like, just, I don't care. Like, it stuck with me that much. And, you know, sticking to that flippant comment yeah. changed my life completely. But so, I think that's because that's, uh, that's the, would have been the role of your dad. Like, yeah, they go to work every single day. And I don't think it's an addiction to work, whatever. It's just the whole purpose is I, I want, am the financial children. backbone of my family. Exactly. And that and, pressure, and, and that pressure was yeah. on me because I was like, I'd love to, I always knew I wanted to do something creative and yeah. want to be a comedian. But it's like, that's not the culture I'm raised in. It's like, no. you have a family to take care of. I'm watching a show like Crooklyn by Spike Lee, where yeah. the dad's a jazz musician, so the family's struggling. Yeah. So I have this complex whereby you can't just be another black person seeking your fortunes in sports, drugs, or entertainment. Yeah. Because I don't come from that culture. I have a family to take care of. I'd be sure, damned if yeah. I get to a point where I'm not able to provide for my family or my parents aren't able to work anymore or they're infirm. Yeah. I can't take care of them. 
And that was always why I like, it's all well and good having these aspirations and these dreams, but you need to yeah. focus on being a provider. Yeah. And then throwing that all the way to go into comedy, like to my fact, they must have, they thought I was fucking insane. Yeah. But I just remember my dad, I don't care what he does as long as he's happy. And now being given that, just by that comment, the breath to do that. And yeah. not once, not once did my dad say, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Like, you know, my mom worried, very worried and yeah. strained our relationship for years. Like I said, up until last year, yeah. like, but other than but my older sister and my dad, like everyone else, and most of my fam- my my cousins have been all massively supportive. My my fa- my family, obviously, like I said, the idea of being on receivership from the government, we don't do it. No. So when it, at that point, that's when everyone was getting very itchy about it. But but like I said, my dad, who is the authoritarian in the house, the disciplinarian, yeah. never said a word. Yeah. Never said a word. That breath. So for me, it's like just on the basis of being able to have that. Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck what my kids do as long as they're happy. Yeah. I don't care what they do. And long- I, yeah, I, I definitely subscribe to the simple, you know, not that I'm ever going to uh, come to your children and tell them what to do with their lives, Esther, because that would get... Get weird. Yeah, it would get weird. Um, but I would say to them, make your mark. I think that's, that, that's, that's in some ways success and money... And and, and, and and some of that kind of gets I, in the way. I and making really... a mark can be, just for, for reference, <laughs> not about fame and, and, and celeb- celebrity. Making your mark, you know, uh, my father made a mark. Now, he had fuck all to show for me <laughs> from his life, but everyone that ever met Jeff Cohen remembers <laughs> Jeff Cohen. And that, I think, yeah. is a value... That we yeah. don't necessarily. I mean, um, yeah. I, I, value I, that highly. But it's like think, you said about being happy. But I'm saying, as a social species, if you are within yourselves, if you're happy within yourselves, yeah, and you are able to create a culture you, of self-love yeah. and care within yourself, then that is going to be reproduced holographically with people you interact yeah. with. Because hurt people hurt people. Whereas if you feel confident within sure. yourself and happy within yourself, then you don't longer you mm. no longer need to rely on external sources such as cosmetic surgery using physical means to fill a spiritual or psychological hole. So that's why you say with your dad, if you're a happy person, mm. then everyone you encounter is going to experience that as that's well. So and, that's, and that's the way you really imprint. I think the biggest thing going to thinking about it is that I remember when I, so they were both very little and we were having them named and I was like, I really hope they don't have regrets. That would be the saddest thing if I see one of my kids sat in the house or sat in their house and they're just like, I wish I'd gone traveling or I wish I'd done that. Or and I wish imagine I... the pain of that. And this is, yeah. and, this, and this is what I mean as well. Like even when my mother, she, now the only argument we really have is probably about her worry because of her own mortality is about whether I'm going to have grandkids. She's going to have grandkids. I'm going to have children. It's like, yo, I think you'll be a good dad, etc. But that is the point for me when I was actually rationalizing when I was going to start doing this is how the fuck would I be able to look in my children's eyes Mm. and feed them the same parental spiel everyone else does you can do what you want daddy yeah. loves you you can do this and at some point be like now it's time to curtail these dreams yeah. and fall into into capitalism fear. and become a cog yeah. I, I, I couldn't sleep at night knowing I've robbed these people of a dream I told them they could have when they were children so like yeah. I said the fact imagine mm. the idea your children sitting there yeah. with regrets I'd be inconsolable or just saying I can't do that I can't, yeah. I can't do I that I would much rather them do whatever the fuck they want and fuck it up and fuck it up, but at least because of because you know the ennui and the yeah, fucking maybe, complex maybe that people right. get when they don't achieve stuff by the time they may reach midlife. As long as they're happy. As long as they're happy. I don't I can't yeah. I couldn't 
be happy knowing that I've told You're these right, kids they can be whatever if, they want. Even if one of them did end up just sitting in my house and not, it, he wouldn't be happy. She wouldn't be happy. I, well, I straight away went to the boy there, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Look at that. That's evidence there about her way she, she views she different be, yeah, kids. But, she, but maybe that's the, yeah, but that might be the case. It might be the case. Because a lot of time, a lot of parents, it's the one that they feel may struggle more. Yeah. Is the one they have to pay more attention to and give a lot yeah, more reinforcement yeah, sure. to. Like, I remember mm. when I was having a hard time at work and stuff and my first breakup with my first like major girl friend like and i was didn't deal with it very well at all i don't say deal with, no one deals with their first heartbreak very well but i remember no. I, I like i went down two belt sizes like i wasn't eating and stuff and i remember my mom said you're the one i probably worried least about yeah. so you need to be okay and from then i was like just that level of love that's what my parents say to me yeah, all the time that level of love is like that's enough for me to never have to like i would never yeah. let anybody have that control over me again yeah so to me it's like i mean just you do and you do, need, do need to do, Esther, but uh, that that's some good that's some good takeout, Dane. Yeah, Inspirational so. takeout from yeah. Dane about how to raise your kids. Oh, I hope they are happy. I'm going to panic now. No, they'll be fine. They are. I hope they will be happy when they grow up. It will be. So I mean, sad. I mean, happiness is a very hard thing to define. But, yeah, you know, transient. Just have just, just enjoy life. It, I just want them to enjoy, enjoy life, life and give, and also and live it. And also, I guess it's just you know the tools they can have. Because you can't guarantee their happiness. But no. what you can do is give your children the coping schools they need that when they yeah. do, uh, they are confronted by adversity, they yeah. can handle it. For example, yeah. like I'm raised as a black kid in fucking England. I, my parents never sat me down and gave me a long, extensive talk about racism and glass no. ceilings and what I couldn't do. And when I became aware of it, I was like, oh, I could go to my parents and cry and be like, people don't like me because I'm black. But then they was 15 when Martin Luther King was killed. Yeah. So whatever they I'm going through, they've had worse. So I'm not going to go and burden them with the idea that I'm struggling in this world more than they have. Yeah. But I don't go to my parents for shit. I never went to them for no loan for comedy. Mm. I never no help for no money or anything. Like, I, w- I wouldn't. Because like I said, they I respect the fact that they gave mm. me the skills as much as they could. Because, you know, parents have no frame of reference. You don't get a first time round. No, but I say that to my children all the time. I yeah. say it all the time. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. All I know is that I love you and so much but I have no idea I, I cannot say that I'm doing a good job and I can only, I'm only trying my best there's, my daughter no gets pre- really annoyed she's like you're fine see but that's see, so, but, that's, so but, but her saying fine exactly that is that is an indication of respect in the same yeah. way that when well, my dad we don't talk unless he's had a few drinks and when he starts like he's like I need to do I'm like I don't need anything else from you yeah you got, I come home the lights are on the heating works the water yeah. runs I don't need fuck else all from anybody else in this world yeah mm-hmm. so it's been a hell of an episode Dane very good that was like intense. But something's missing. Ah, shameless plug. Where can the people plug. find you, Miss Manito? Oh, can you all come and see my Edinburgh show, please? Yeah, we'll put this out before Edinburgh 2019. Uh, so Esther's you... got a very good show to go and watch her debut show. Let's bring your kids if you want them to be happy. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> if you want, yeah. If you want my kids to be happy, can you please come and watch my? If you want show? your own kids to be happy, if you want my, if yeah, if you want your kids or my kids or any kids, do you want kids to be unhappy? I mean, the weight is that, now that's, on your there shirt. You go. Great, great poster. Estimate for the motherfucking kids. <laughs> yeah, that should be the <laughs> for the motherfucking for kids. the motherfucking kids. Um, yeah, directed by Howard. Oh yeah, yeah, I did have something to do with it. Yeah. Oh, he's a. Uh, so yeah, Gilded Balloon, four o'clock every day during the festival. Come see me. It's exciting, and and you've got a website, haven't you? Have you got a website? Or no? I do have a website. If you if you want to see more, because some people might not know you from this, well, you know that this. A lot day. of people won't know me. I'm a no one. Well, don't we get that far? But we're not going to. Let's not. Let's not. No, no. More positive affirmations, no please. Not a real person. Um, positive affirmations, please. You are a real person. <laughs> real hairy. Hey. hey. Okay. Yes, Thanks for coming, Esther. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>
thanks for ending on that. I feel like we focused on my hair a lot. No, we didn't. We go we went through loads of things. We talked about you need for plastic hairy. surgery my, as well. My need for vaginal rejuvenation, body hair. Yeah, and the bad example you're setting mm, your children. Terrible. I feel like I feel like we get we've gotten a good context for what your show would be about. Yeah. Oh, we haven't even scratched at the surface. Well, that's yeah. there's a lot of hair on the surface. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to wax first. Get but um, good luck in Edinburgh, Esther. Thanks, love. <laughs> You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste. For more from Dane, go to danebaptiste.co.uk or follow him at DaneBaptweets. Our guest was Esther Manito. You can follow Esther on Twitter at Esther Manito. The show is produced by me, Howard Cohen. Follow me at the Howard Cohen. Thanks to Polly and Gelly. Hey, if you like what you've been listening to, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.